and welcome to Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you let go of perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're talking about ways to cope imperfectly. glad to be talking with you. It feels like a million years since we've had the chance to record and I have missed it. I know, me too. Me too. And and um, it's been a, a tough few weeks. Um, this was not planned, but my mother passed away. And mm. so it has been nice to figure out how to manage this it's been you've been so helpful in helping me manage it and and um helped me cope (laughs) oh well i don't know how how helpful i was but i was obviously happy to do anything i could but you're right it's it's a it's a tough time for you on top of the tough time everyone is uh, is experiencing i think or many people right now yeah yeah it's um and you know it's it never occurred to i mean i i shouldn't say it that way but i didn't realize the extent that um um trying to go through a mourning process during a pandemic would impact me like how much more difficult it is right and uh and then you know toss in a um, an insurrection insurrection mm-hmm. and <laughs> yeah it's a terrible stew <laughs> yes <laughs> so um i'm i'm very grateful that we had the option to um keep the podcast going um without us needing to record and and you know it's it it was imperfect but you were awesome in finding episodes for us to rerun and and um, and we're getting good feedback on them. So you know, apparently, people like what we had to say a while ago, and they're listening to it again. <laughs> Yay! That's nice. So <laughs> thank you to their listeners for your patience when we've um, rerun some episodes. Well, we do try to select ones we think are particularly valuable to rerun. Um, but the, I think the, the the main thing is that in this in this time where um, Shannon, you've had to do you've had so much you've had to do about or surrounding your mother's passing, along with the grief that goes along with it and everything else, that finding ways to um, cope that are as gentle as possible, um, yes. and not worry about living up to something some standard that would be the right way to do it. <laughs> it right. Uh, seems really uh, right. important. Or or even the way that you thought you would want to do it. Mm-hmm. That's right, you know, that's that's been a huge lesson for me is that, um, you know, since the typical ways that I might go about, you know, sort of managing this and having a funeral and a celebration of life and those sorts of things, since we can't do those things, um, 
you know, I sort of made some assumptions about what would be important to me, and I was completely wrong when when it came down to it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so that's the uh, the what the flip side to our get in touch with what's important to you. Well, no, it isn't because you did get in touch with what was important to you at, right. at the time, so, but you couldn't anticipate what it was going to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that and that was a surprise to me. There's been a number of things that have come up where like when it came down to is like how I thought I would want to handle it is not how I really want to handle it. And so giving myself the space to do what I need in the moment mm-hmm. um, while continuing to operate under my um, uh, mantra of no regrets, which we've talked about mm-hmm. before when we had that whole episode on it. And, you know, one of the things I talked about in that episode was, you know, how I was taking care of my mom and how a lot of decisions I made were based on, you know, not wanting to have regrets about it. And, um, you know, you, you sort of don't know how you will actually feel until the time comes. And, and I'm actually happy to report that I honestly have no regrets about the choices that I made for my mom. Oh, that's one. That's wonderful. That's, that's huge. I was literally holding my breath while you were speaking, because I was hoping that's how the sentence was going to end. Um, (laughs) But I didn't know. So that's great. Yeah, because you're right, you can't know until it happens, how you're going to react or feel about any of it. So Mm -hmm. yeah, and I think that's part of, of this imperfect coping is, like, giving yourself a lot of grace. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much that we think we can figure out ahead of time. And it's not always the way we think it's going to be. We don't always feel the way we think we're going to feel. Mm-hmm. Right. And you could have planned to the, you know, a year ago, you could have planned everything about your mother's funeral or what have you in none of it could have come to bear because of the pandemic right yeah right um and that being said it also has been super helpful to have things taken care of in advance Mm -hmm. so i don't have to think about them and then i've also discovered some things that weren't handled the way i they needed to be handled which have been problematic so Mm. you know I can't remember what episode it was, but you had mentioned um, that you and Barry were going to revisit wills and Mm -hmm. estate planning and stuff. And I cannot emphasize enough to everyone, please, please, please do that, especially if you have children Mm -hmm. or if you have, you know, assets that you want to be handled in a particular way. Um, because if you don't take care of it, it's really, really hard on those you leave behind. Right. Uh huh. Thank you for that reminder. It's on my task list. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also it's hard to do right now because you can't just go to a lawyer's office. Um, right. Right. Well, you can have a conversation though. Um, yeah. And you know, so is while things didn't happen as you had expected them to happen because of some snafus, at least a lot of things did happen according to plan, right? And so you're yeah. left to cope with a big thing that um, is challenging, but just think if you had to cope with everything. 
because nothing right. had been planned. Yeah. Yeah. And and the stuff that we did in advance really made the whole process of, you know, as my mom declined, me being able to take over mm-hmm. for her, you know, having power of attorney in place and, and being named successor trustee and, you know, being her um, healthcare personal advocate or agent or whatever, I can't remember what they call it, but like having all of that stuff set up in advance really made a huge difference in being able to deal with that stuff. Um, And, you know, now we have this little snafu and it would be easier if we didn't have it, but it's manageable. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the, the reason why we have it is because there's money. You know, like if we did, if she had run out of money, this wouldn't be an issue. So, you know, it's like the, it's not the silver lining, but, you know, this is only a problem because of a good thing. Right, right. So, um, you know, sort of recognizing that and reminding myself of that is also a way that I'm coping and, you know, trying to feel better about a situation that's frustrating. Right. What you've been through is just among the hardest things that any of us go through. I know losing a parent is just very hard. And I can imagine that losing a second parent is even harder than losing a first parent. Um, and we, we're we all coping as well, right, though, with other things. I mean, I'm fortunate not right. to. I'm fortunate my father's doing pretty well. But, um, yeah, we're all, we've got this 10 months in of... of our lack of quarantine or lack of freedom because of the the virus right and then all the craziness with national politics here in the u.s yeah and um it's very distracting and it's very hard on morale isn't it yes Uh, (laughs) it is and you know it's like the actually when um the insurrection was happening, the day it was happening, I was so caught up in all the stuff that I was having to manage with the estate that I didn't realize the extent of things that were happening. And I mean, none of us really did at that point. But like, I just thought it was like a protest that had sort of gone awry. I didn't really get what was going on. And and I had talked to a lawyer and an accountant. and, um, And I think that you and I had... Um, been in communication on that day because um, you were preparing a podcast to go out the next morning mm-hmm. and had mentioned that you are having a hard time paying, you know, getting to that because you were so caught up in what was happening. And, mm-hmm. you know, the lawyer said the same thing to me. And I was just like, uh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I just need to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you for for not letting it distract you. Yeah, and then, but then, you know, when I started paying attention to what was going on, then it, you know, I was like shocked. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then it was hard to to pull away from it, and especially as more and more information came out over the next few days. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's just interesting like and then i felt like i needed to kind of um pull away from the stuff i was dealing with my mom by going to you know 
doom scrolling about the insurrection. <laughs> right. And um, Oof, that's a bad combination of things to be taking in right. at the same time. But then it came, then I, I took the opportunity to ask myself over and over again, like, what do I need in this moment? Like, nice. okay, doing that, doing that, and I'm starting to feel worse and worse. And it's like, okay, what do I need in this moment? And, you know, go out for a walk or um, uh, read a book or, you know, like pulling myself away from it in a way that, you know, felt imperfect, um, but also was helping me cope with everything that was going on. Right. Uh, giving yourself permission to step away from the long list of tasks you have to do around your mom's death. Or, right. Um, so that you could cope imperfectly, right? And, yeah. And, yeah, that balance when it comes to this, like the insurrection and stuff, the, the balance between feeling, for me anyway, feeling like I want to be in the know mm -hmm. uh, and that I'm literally watching history unfold. Right. But also that it makes me feel terrible and angry and yeah. scared and all these terrible feelings. It's a really hard, it's a really hard um, balance to keep. And that question that you asked yourself, how did you word it again? What? What do I need in this moment? <clears throat> right. That's a good one. That's a good, like a touch point to sort of get, especially when it comes to things like doom scrolling, you know, right, it's so hard to pull away. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, um, <laughs> I saw a meme the other day that would have helped me immensely, I sort of figured it out. But it said, if, um, if you think everyone hates you, you probably need sleep. If you hate everyone, you probably need to eat. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, oh, somebody's in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's truth there. Wow. That's <laughs> but so, you know, that was another thing. And it was like, well, I, I was not, I, I always forget I am a stress non-eater. Mm -hmm. When I am under a lot of stress, I don't eat. Like, I don't feel hungry. Nothing sounds good. I don't eat. I'm the same way. I can't. I can't even eat. I mean, like, I actually I feel hungry, but I can't eat. Like, I, it, I, it's not that I get nauseous. Well, it is kind of that. I get, it's just like yeah. I'm, I just uh, yeah. It's so the I, worst. I haven't been through that in quite a long time. But but when I have gone through it, it's been bad for well. Well, now I could probably lose some weight and it would be okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wasn't pandemic. super sad about it, but yeah. <laughs> it's ultimately like I don't like I don't feel well when I don't eat. Right, exactly. You're you not know? feeling yourself. And yeah, like and so, but so you know, so my imperfect way of coping with that is like, there's this. Um, I don't know if you know it. It's the cozy something was it that but there's a rice pudding like this commercially available oh. rice pudding uh -huh. that um is tastes good to me like that's what i want when i don't feel well oh and so we just stocked up on that and i had that a lot <laughs> you know and it would just nice. be like i would just eat 
you know, a few spoonfuls of it. It would go down. It would go down. It wouldn't make me feel sick. You know, it had enough sugar in it to keep me going. Um, And it was, you know, so it's just like, this isn't, I shouldn't live on commercially made rice pudding for the rest of my life, but it's getting me through now. And it's like, it's something that I can eat now and that is okay. Oh, that's a great example of coping imperfectly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, so I wonder where like alcohol fits in in the coping imperfectly (laughs) things. Like, because part of me says, I need, I would want, I would say, oh, um, I need a glass of wine right now to chill out. But if Mm -hmm. I were to have too much, it would not be a healthy way to cope. Right. Yeah. The, The first couple of nights after my mom died, I, I generally have one glass of wine at night with dinner. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and I had two. Um, Aren't you something? And, <laughs> and then I actually, like, when we finished that bottle of wine, I said, I want to open another bottle for a while um, and just see how I feel. Because, you know, my sleep was getting disturbed. And mm-hmm. and I said, you know, if I'm still waking up at three o'clock when I'm not drinking wine, then I'm going to go back to drinking wine if I'm going to not sleep anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but if the wine is what's waking me up at three o'clock, then um, I'm going to not drink the wine. And was it what happened when you when you didn't have I'm having a glass of wine with dinner every night. (laughs) Wine didn't have anything to do with it. Okay, well, it was smart of you to try to decide whether it did. Yeah, because, you know, it's like, oh, I enjoy that glass of wine, but I enjoy sleeping through the night more. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, you know, but again, it's it's imperfect. Mm -hmm. And it's, and like I said at the beginning, like just allowing yourself the grace for whatever you're coping with. Um, Because, you know, just sort of the world we're living in right now is a lot to cope with. So even if you don't have extra personal or family issues going on, just dealing with the pandemic and economic situation and the political situation and racial justice issues and you know just all the stuff that's happening in our country and around the world right now that's a lot to cope with absolutely um so remembering that in and of itself helps like it's perfectly reasonable to feel stressed out right now Yes, and it's it's also okay to take to figure out ways to not feel stressed and feel okay about that. Yes, because sometimes I struggle with that. Like if I'm having fun doing something, I think, oh wait, I shouldn't be having fun. All these things are happening around me. Right. But it's nice to take time to to have fun if you can figure out how to do it. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that I bumped up even more with my mom it's like you know i'm sad about my mom and then it's like oh you know we're watching a funny tv show and i Mm -hmm. feel bad that i'm like laughing and i'm like it doesn't matter oh my god like that's what this is all about is like 
you know, when my dad died and, and the whole family was able to gather, we would sit around, you know, every evening, you know, we do whatever we need to do during the day. And then all of us kids and our um, spouses and cousins and friends would come by and it was in the summer. And so we just sit in the backyard in a big circle and had a fire and told stories and, you know, laughed and cried together. And that's what it always, you know, was laughing and crying together. And so I don't get to do that with people in person, but it doesn't mean I still can't find ways to laugh. Right. The crying I've already got down. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> no problem there. Huh? <laughs> I remember when my mom died and you came uh, to Walla Walla for the funeral and, and we, um, I recall a lot of laughter between with us and with Barry and Larry, my yeah. brother. And, um, yeah. It was it was definitely cathartic. It was very nice to be able to to laugh, you know. Yeah. During these times. But you're right, in your situation now, your your in person sphere is so limited that uh, you don't get to honor her that way right now. Right. Well and it's also my in person sphere didn't know my mom very well. Right. That's true. You know, so um you know, Mike only knew her a couple of years before she really declined from dementia. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and our wedding was the last public thing she went to. Right. And she was pretty fragile then, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember freaking out because I didn't know where she was. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody was keeping an eye on her, right? Someone was supposed to be keeping an eye on her. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I saw that someone, but not her. <laughs> <laughs> Just what every bride um, wants. Yeah. But then she was, fa- then I sent someone to go find her. I didn't go find her. I sent people to go find her. And she was found sitting in a stairwell with many nieces and nephews talking with them they just wanted to find a quiet place where she could hear and talk to them so it was very nice and she was having a lovely time and there wasn't a problem but still yeah still yeah she was in a fragile state (laughs) so yeah so i think really the bottom line is you just have to allow yourself to navigate it as you go, like what what you need in the moment. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to try to set yourself up for um, uh, f- what you think you might need or, you know, options of things to be available to you. And you just don't know until you get there so much of the time. Mm-hmm. And you don't know from day to day. Yeah. Yeah. So... Uh... We all can cut ourselves infinite slack around now. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully this will be helpful for everyone who's trying to cope. Yes. Well, and I think next week we're going to uh, run an episode that I think is a really good way to cope, which is um, uh, getting lost in your hobbies. That's right. Yes, we're going to rerun our hobbies episode from, it was from January of 2018. I don't remember what episode number it was, but a couple of years ago. So it's a fun one. Yeah. It's a good, I'm looking I find forward that, to listening to that again. Yeah, I find hobbies a great coping thing. Yeah. 
So we want to hear from you, our listeners. Um, how have you been coping and how kind are you being to yourself as you're figuring out how to cope? You can let us know on Facebook or Instagram at Getting to Good Enough. On Twitter, we're at GTG Enough. And you can head over to the show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com and leave a comment there or leave us a message at 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. But for now, this is Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope that good enough is getting easier for you. about coping by joining us for declutter happy hour oh for heaven's sake we did every wednesday in february yes 